Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I'm your husband and GM, Zach. And I'm your wife and player, Diana. And this is... Oh, wait. <laughs> this, is, this is a random game that we're playing in between seasons because we are in between seasons and also living quarters. So this is what we're doing today. And it's going to be great. How are you, my darling? <laughs> oh, no, everything's so topsy-turvy. Um, I'm doing well. I didn't realize how late it was until we sat down to start recording, and now I'm panicking about my ability to stay awake. It'll be fine. You stay awake until, like, 3 o'clock in the morning on the regular for video games. You can do it for this. How are you doing? That's a loaded question. Oh. Uh, the answer is Fine. I'm alive, and I haven't killed anybody. Both are good. Both of those things are good. Yeah, so, I mean, that's my measure for most things, so. (laughs) So, this week, we are going to be playing Avery Alder's A Quiet Year. Uh, A Quiet Year is a map-making game where we play as a community in the post-apocalypse. It uses a deck of cards and a larger piece of paper and some pencils. And it's, it's pretty cool, it's very interesting, and I might even dare to say it is fun. <laughs> oh. Yeah. This um, is one of our Farrier's Bellows games. And if you listen to Farrier's Bellows, you'll know that they're not always fun. They are always interesting, and they are always, like, games that you should play, but they're not always fun. I think that this one is fun. Yeah, so I've played this game... Uh, a few times, actually, and uh, you have only played it once before. Correct. We played it with uh, Zach B, and I was surprised to see, as I was reading over the rules this time, that uh, the rules say that this game is for two to four players, and I've always played with, like, five. I think every time I've played it before has been about, like, five players. So I was surprised to see that the rules call for two to four, and I thought, well, heck, if... The rules say we can play with two. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. So we're going to try that out uh, this week and see how it goes. This week we're probably going to get through uh, creating our settlement and getting through spring. And then our next episode will be summer, fall, and winter. We might get through summer. Who knows? Listen, we're going to go where the wind takes us in this quiet, quiet year. Uh, I'm making a very serious face. You guys can't quite see it. It's really... I'm really, like, driving home how serious I'm taking this game right now. Well, let's try. Let's (laughs) take it a little seriously. Let's be a little serious. Okay. Let's start a quiet year. Let's do it. So the first thing we uh, want to do is have a conversation about what kind of area we want our community to be living in. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last time we played, we played in like an Appalachia type of mountain region. Um, What what would be interesting to you? I always go with the mountain region. I don't know that I'm the right person for this. Maybe a beach? You're the only other person. (laughs) I know. What if we did a small island? Oh, an island? Yeah. What if we were on a peninsula? I did well. You said beach, and I do yeah. kind of like beach. Yeah, I'm I'm down with doing doing a beach. I think that that would be interesting. Okay, for sure. Beach, we're on a beach. <laughs> so you don't see very many um, post-apocalyptic stories on beaches. 
Uh, that's very true. They are often in forests. That's probably why I always think of the Appalachia. All right, yeah, so uh, each of us are going to introduce one aspect of the terrain. And I think since we have already established that it's on a beach, maybe that's a separate thing. I don't think that's necessarily either of our either of our decision, right? Well, I think you can decide where the coastline goes. I think that can be a decision. Do you want to just do that together, though, and then we can each get, like, one detail? Okay. <laughs> I'm bad at coming up with ideas. Coastline was going to be my thing. No, so I'm going to have to think of that's something good. now. Oh, you just, you didn't want to come up with something? Well, no, it's not that I didn't want to. It's that I couldn't. Coastline is what I came up with. So I'm just going to have to think of something else, I guess. So uh, what do you think? Coastline uh, oh, horizontal I thinking, or... I was thinking more like a... Like that side? Off a whole corner. All right, let's... Uh... Are we, okay, so this game is visual. Mm-hmm. Are people going to see this map? I think we can just. I think that's we can, a lot. Is that all ocean? Yeah. So then everything is over here. No, not necessarily. Okay. Well, you've done the thing. You did a thing with your face where you were like, "Oh, I have some ideas. It's gonna fuck you over." <laughs> but I mean, this, this is, is a cooperative game, so it's like I don't. I guess I'm, you're not gonna fuck me over, but no. like, that's the face you make when you're a GM and you're like, "Oh, I've got this great idea. She's gonna die." So we have a eight and a half by fourteen inch piece of paper. Or maybe it's bigger than that. I don't know. I can't do math. It looks like a one paper or okay. legal sized. Paper. All right. Yes, that's what it is. It's legal sized. Uh, so I just devoted about uh, two thirds of it to Coastline. land and one third of it to ocean. Mm-hmm. So now we each decide on one one feature that is that is on this map. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm drawing bushes. I was gonna say trees, but I'm drawing bushes. Okay, so there's like a, a hedge line. I don't know. There's bushes. <laughs> so remember that this. So this is a bird's eye view of a of a large community where yeah. where probably somewhere around a hundred people live. So if you're drawing bushes on the map, there's a lot of of bushes. So yeah. it's like okay. Yeah, it's not necessarily like a. It's like brushland. Yeah, it's not like a person's lawn bushes. It's like. There aren't trees, but there's greenery, but it's not grass. Mm-hmm. Literally, that was my... I was like, what is not trees and not grass, but is big? So it's like shrubland. Bushes. Okay. okay. So what I've done, because I'm a magnificent artist, is I've done a bunch of curly cues in one of the corners to signify bushes. And actually, they kind of do look like bushes. They, they are beautiful bushes. I made bushes. I am going to do, I think, um, uh, which way is north, south, east, west, do you think? Yo, let's go funky. North. Diana said east. that because she put the compass rose in an awkward, she, she... I made it weird. Yeah, she... We're all shocked and surprised. So north is to our right, or north's to my right. That's not going to matter right. to anybody. It's in stage. any case, I think that there is a large island uh, off the northeast coast uh, that stretches off in the distance. This is a very interesting shaped island. It almost looks like it fell off of our coastline. I don't know if you did that on purpose or not. No, I just drew an island. Okay. We next decide. We declare an important resource for the community, some, something which we might have either in abundance or in scarcity. Uh, so we don't determine whether or not it's 
whether or not it's in abundance or in scarcity. We just determine what is a resource that would be important to our community. Water. Fresh water. Like drinking water? Yeah. Okay. Twitter poll. When you use lead pencils, do you, I don't know, click out a whole inch and start trying to write with that whole inch and then continuously break it and then be like, oh no, I broke my lead pencil. Or do you use a normal human amount when writing and drawing? Like say a centimeter at most. The correct answer is centimeter, by the way. That might even be too big. Maybe like two millimeters. You're only supposed to draw something an inch big. Oh, that's too big. That's bigger than an inch. You're right. I'm just making mine the same size as yours. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. I really want to come up with something. I want to come up with something interesting. We're going to draw interesting things, and interesting things are going to happen as we play the game. I don't think you need to come up with anything interesting. I almost wonder if it's better to come up with a simple resource because you can be really creative with how that is like how that becomes scarce or how that becomes in abundance later. If you pick something really creative now, there's not going to be a lot of variation to it. But if you pick something kind of simple, then it becomes. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with food then. Fresh water and food. Yeah. Boring. It's not boring. It could be very interesting how we come about it. Maybe for fresh water, instead of finding a fresh water source, we learn how to take salt water and make it into fresh water. Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Maybe we become the people who can see underwater really well and can hold our breath for a really long time and fish with spears by swimming. I'm making a gotcha face. Okay, so we now determine which of these is in abundance and which of these is in scarcity. I would feel like fresh water is in scarcity and food is in abundance, but that is my just initial guess. That makes sense to me. Let's go with that. Okay. This is so straightforward. We're going so straightforward on this. So fresh water is in scarcity? Mm Mm-hmm. This game is going to be funky. That's what this game is. Food is in abundance. Our last one was... So usually when I play this game, it gets very weird. The last time we played... It was very like straightforward. We played in a very like realistic, um, like survival setting. Yeah, I'm gonna live. <laughs> I'm always gonna live. So for food, uh, I'm going to draw for an abundance of food. I'm gonna draw a pier, and off the pier there are some lines cast out into the water, and some crab pots. Y'all, I really hope that we can show you these pictures. I don't know if he's talked about it or if we've talked about it on the pod, but Zach is an artist. I'm not. You are. And I am not. And I get quite intimidated when I have to think about drawing something. And he, like, my favorite thing about artists is when they make a line and you're like, oh, where are we going to go with this line? And then it becomes a thing. And it's just so cool. Uh, Okay. So now you have to find a way to draw the scarcity of fresh water mm-hmm. so a symbol uh or image that symbolizes lack of fresh water i'm gonna riff some ideas what if i draw some fishies to show that it's salt water or i can do heat lines again because i always pick water and then it's always in scarcity and i don't know what to do to show that so i might show some heat lines maybe some sand Ooh, okay, yeah, you could, yeah, you want you want to dot the map with some sand? Yeah, this is going to be awful audio. Apologies. Zach's going to cut out a lot of our drawing audio, I assume. I'm drawing sand to show that there's a scarcity of water, and I'm doing that now. So the basic unit of play in 
the quiet year is a week. And on each week, we start by drawing a card and consulting the oracle. Uh, the oracle will tell us something that happens that week. And then we each get to do one thing. We can hold a discussion, we can discover something, or we can start a project. And we're basically just going to go until uh, we reach the end. Basically, that's a really... Until we reach the end. Yeah, I don't know... We're going to die. It's fine. Um, I'm going to pull the first card. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. We have to do the entrance to the story. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. So uh, our community is all set up. We are ready to play. And now this is the quiet year. For a long time, we were at war with the jackals. Now, finally, we've driven them off, and we're left with this, a year of relative peace. One quiet year with which to build our community up and learn again how to work together. Come winter, the frost shepherds will arrive, and we might not survive the encounter. This is when the game will end. But we don't know about that yet. What we know is that right now, in this moment, there is an opportunity to build something. Do you want to go first? Sure. So we are new to this place. And in settling here, some of our elders tell stories around the fire. And we learn that this beach is the place or the rumored place to have been where the jackals first appeared. And so there are a lot of stories of bloodshed and of mystery that originated on this beach at this place. And it's our elders who kind of tell us this and share this with us. And if you listen on a clear night under a full moon, you might even still hear them, the jackals of old. So here's a question. Mm -hmm. The rules say we're supposed to read the oracle out loud. Do we want to do that? Sure. Or do we not? Because that was a beautiful bit of narration. Yes. Um, So I couldn't remember if we were supposed to. So there's a disquieting legend about this place. What is it? Okay. And then that... Was. This is where the jackals came from. This is where the jackals came from. And very specifically, on a clear night under a full moon, you might still be able to hear them, the jackals of old. Well, do you want to draw a symbol to represent that anywhere? I don't know how to draw a jackal. You don't have to draw a jackal. You could draw a full moon. You could draw music. Why is it that whenever people draw music, they always draw eighth notes? I was just about to draw eighth notes. I thought they draw quarter notes. No, you're right. They draw eighth notes. They draw eighth notes. Yeah. Because it's, it's like the music symbol. Mm-hmm. Well, F that, I'm drawing half notes. All right, so what are you doing on your turn? I forgot I do things. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. You just went over the rules, too. I would like to start a project. I want to build some sort of water reservoir. And I think that that is probably going to be a... Can I ask what kind of water reservoir? So I was thinking like a water tower, but we would have to get fresh water into it. So really what I'm thinking about is like a rainwater collection large barrel. 
Okay. So for some fresh water that we can kind of store. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking that that is maybe a two to three week long project. So it's like three weeks to me. Three weeks. We're new here, right? Mm-hmm. That's why. So there's no settlements. Nope. There's nothing. Okay. Well, we're new here. Yeah. Yeah. We're new. Here. I don't know that no one's been here because mm-hmm. the pier is established. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we must have established that very early on. There is a giant man-made structure on the map. Where is it and why is it abandoned? There is a massive fortress uh, that takes up the large island off the coast. And we can see it looming from the shore. It is abandoned because it's believed that it is cursed. The jackals, when they came to us from here, they were frightening and scarred uh, and starving. And they came from this this southern beach. Uh, and it's believed that whatever it was in that fortress caused the ruination of the jackals. And that is why no one goes there. Mm. And I, I wanted to also start a project. I want to build some shelter. Yeah, it's a good idea. We have none. I want to build, collect some like uh, tarps and driftwood, and maybe some like branches and leaves from the shrublands, and build like a small shelter for our community in this corner. So I'm thinking. That's maybe a four or five week project? I was thinking four. Four? Mm hmm. Because I was originally thinking it might be a three to four week project. Okay. I also forgot to turn down your project. Where does everyone sleep? Who is unhappy with this arrangement and why? So we don't have shelters yet. We have been sleeping near the pier on the beach. And families, like um, nucle- nuclear family units are particularly unhappy with this situation because it means that small children are sleeping on the beach on the sand elderly are sleeping on the beach and can't like quite get themselves up but the families have no privacy and they these small children are just kind of like rolling around and not sleeping and getting into havoc so the parents aren't sleeping and there's just no controlling them at night Um, And so they are particularly upset about this. And I think I would like to discover a boat tied up on the Forbidden Island. So we can see a boat from there, Mm -hmm. but we can't reach it. Mm -hmm. The most beautiful thing in this area is on certain nights, the ocean will light up in these beautiful uh these beautiful pink and green and blue hues and they will they'll glow so brightly that when the light casts off the clouds it looks like an aurora borealis and it sets everything alight in these in these beautiful pastel colors that's gorgeous 
uh, your reservoir finishes. And I want to discover something. We discover, I think a group of children are walking along the shore and up washes this ceramic uh, jackal mask. It's like an Anubite mask. What is that? That is probably the wrong term for the servants of Anubis. Oh, got it. I want to say it's that term is Anubite, but I might be wrong. But uh, yeah, they discover this uh, ceramic jackal mask washes up on shore, and they start playing with it until one of the elders takes it from them. What group has the highest status in the community? What must people do to gain inclusion in this group? I think that childbearing women, childbearing aged women, have the highest status in this group. I think that to gain inclusion in this group, you have to age into it. I don't think you necessarily have to have children, but the women who are of the childbearing age, and not... I want to be very clear. You don't, like, just get your period. You have to be really between the ages of, like, 22 to, like, 35. Okay. Like, you have to be an adult, but not, like, a super adult. Okay. Because 22 is not a super adult. You're still kind okay. of a kid at 22. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you essentially have to be of childbearing age and slightly adultish to have control in this group. And they're not, like, what am I trying to say? Like, a thor authoritative they're not authoritarian they don't just like tell people what to do all the time and that's the end of it like it's it's a group consensus sort of thing but they have the last say i think i want to start a project to build some boats i'm gonna take a contempt token okay i'm gonna make it a five-week project because i want to make lots of boats lots of boats yeah not like a ton of boats but lots of boats also i'm assuming we've never made boats before It'll be a little try and error in the beginning. Are there children in our community, and what is their role in the community? Uh, There are children in our community. Their most important, well, no. Yeah, their most important role is to survive. The, The children in the community are viewed as the future of the community, and they are not revered, but they are held in, they are held to high standards because the community sees them as the community's future. And their general role is they are expected to continue uh, to, to help out in the community. They're expected to uh, check the fishing lines and check the nets, uh, to be mature um, and to help the community. And most often they are not. They don't do the things that they are expected to do because the standards they are set is so high. But that is what the elders want for them can i i know this is the quiet year and i'm not supposed to talk you're not i just have a question Mm -hmm. because children are thought of in that way is that why is there a connection between the childbearing women i would assume so okay (laughs) i just i was curious i was just curious yeah uh so my project for the homes finishes and uh i'm just gonna draw a couple like long houses on the beach we have a couple uh, shoddily made long houses uh, that are kind of like in the sand. 
and I want to have a discussion, uh, and that discussion is based around a question. So when we pose a question, uh, the person posing the question asks the question, then the everyone else gets to respond as the community, and then the, the person who asked the question responds. Why are we wasting our precious little lumber on boats? We need a backup plan for when the frost shepherds come. We have nowhere to retreat to if we can't defeat them. We have more important things to be using uh, our resources on than boats right now. I am taking a contempt token because I can't say anything else. Your turn. Someone new arrives. I think that when we originally arrived, we originally arrived from the east under the impression that there really wasn't anything this way and that there wasn't anything further than here. And I think someone came from the west. And it is a 14-year-old boy who um, claims to have been traveling for a very long time and claims to have seen nothing from where he came for weeks has seen nothing but is here now we are the first people and first sort of civilization that he's seen and his name is enoch and i think we like we hold a discussion what should we do with this newcomer newcomer enoch he's a child obviously we bring him in how do we know that we can trust this Enoch, I don't know that we should bring him in. What belief or practice helps to unify your community? I think that there is a practice of all of the women every seventh day. The community lines up on the beach and the women go out into the ocean to pay... Um, Obeisance? Is that the right word? Pay homage to the ocean to attract the fish. And everyone watches. And I'm going to make a discovery. Enoch has been seen in the shrubland with the jackal mask. Or a jackal mask. Similar to the ceramic one that washed up on the shore. An old piece of machinery is discovered, cursed, and dangerous. How does the community destroy it? I think some sort of pulley system, possibly used to bring boats into the fortress or to bring them out of the fortress or supplies or something. Some sort of pulley system washes up on shore. Um, and it's very clearly from the fortress. I think it is discovered by Enoch and because it came from the old fortress the community won't touch it essentially um, but Enoch doesn't either doesn't know about the curse doesn't care about the curse whatever Enoch's touched it so we as a community kind of pressure Enoch into tossing the pulley into a large fire that we build so that it is completely destroyed. We are going to discover that during low tide, there's 
a pathway. It's not a very clear pathway. It clearly was a bigger pathway, possibly a walkable pathway, like a dry walkable pathway during low tide. But what we discovered during low tide is, I guess, the remnants of a pathway from the beach, from our coastal beach to the island. If you were to walk it now, you'd be walking in like knee deep water. Knee deep? Is that not walkable? That's super walkable. Okay, more than that. Okay. Waist deep. Okay, yeah. Like it's, it. you could walk it if you wanted to. It would be hard, it would be treacherous, and it would be not, not it would be like hard. Okay. A young boy starts digging in the ground and discovers something unexpected. What is it? I think Enoch has been taking children into the shrublands. And one day while in the shrublands, a young boy is is digging in the dirt and discovers a large uh, water pipeline, like a big steel pipe running under the ground in the shrublands. Uh, Or at least they think it's a water pipe. It's a big pipe. And they go to the elders and they say they've found this this water pipeline. And your boats are finished. Boats for fishing. Are they for fishing? They're boats. You can use them for fishing. I specifically drew Portuguese fishing boats. (laughs) Um, And a rowboat. I want to start a project. And the project I want to start is I want to... I feel like lumber is probably in scarcity at this point because we've been using a lot of lumber. You don't know that. I mean, we've built log houses and a reservoir and boats. And we're on a beach. That's fair. I want to see if we can get this water running through this pipe. And I think that's a three-week project to get water running through the pipe. It might be a little longer than that to see if the pipe goes anywhere, isn't full of holes. Okay. Six weeks? That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Because as far as we know, that reservoir is just sitting there with hardly any water in it. Mm-hmm. You see a bad omen. What is it? I think the same night that the pipe was found by the boy who was digging with Enoch in the bushes. That night, there is a blood full moon. And it's a blood super moon. Mm. So it's a big moon, it's red, and it's in the same, it's rising up out of the same like space in the sky, directionally, that the pulley kind of was found and that the island is in so the moon looks like it's coming like it's directly above the island okay it's giant it's blood red and it's a quiet still night which are the kind of nights and it's a full moon those are the kind of nights you could hear the jackals Mm -hmm. if you are listening carefully and i think we discover large lizard like animal tracks when you say large, like how large are we talking? Like, like Shaquille O'Neal's hand. 
Okay. So, like, twice the size of a human hand, but not... <laughs> that implies that Shaquille O'Neal is not human. He's just a very large man. Like, a very large hand, but not, like... Mm-hmm. Not not obscenely large. Like, not, like... Not, like... Yeah, okay. I mean, that's obscenely large for a lizard-like animal. Yes, but, but, but it's... But it's it's, it's not with, like a dinosaur. Yes, exactly. That's I'm not. We're not talking about dinosaur lizard. We're talking about large hand lizard. Uh, where are you storing your food? Why is this a risky place to store things? Uh, we have most of our food is fish and crab, um, things that we catch uh, off of the dock and now in our fishing boats, and we mostly store it in the water. Uh, we keep them in uh, like cages off of the uh, off the dock and off the boats. We try to like keep them alive in the water for as long as we can before we have to, we like try to harvest them. And this is risky because sometimes they escape. Uh, and lately, it looks like things have been trying to break into the cages. I want to make a discovery. There is a new semi-religious faction in the community. After the discovery of the water, uh, of the pipe rather, and the large blood moon and this path to the fort, there's this group that is forming uh, among the community that worships the moon uh, who view the moon as a holy as a holy object and they have started to I think once when that moon happened and that you could hear that music they sang with it um, and they are starting to question the uh, the sort of order and hierarchy of the community I'm just going to draw a little moon a charismatic young girl tries to tempt many into sinful or dangerous activity. Why does she do this? How does the community respond? So I think Annette is a follower of this new religion that's kind of popped up. Um, and she believes that the moon is a holy object. But because the moon, the, because the super red blood moon arrived over the island, the cursed island, um, she is trying to convince many people, anyone who can listen to her, that we should be settling there, that we need to go to that island and we need to settle there. And she is using fear tactics and tragedies of people's lives to try to convince them to go. And instead of people rallying behind her and joining her or politely telling her to stop because she's pressing on people's weak points to try to convince them, they are responding with huge amounts of anger and are calling for the, um, the leaders of the community to exile her to the island by herself and excommunicate her from the community and that ends spring
next week, we're going to pick back up with the last three seasons. Thank you so much for joining us, and we really hope that you enjoyed this very weird episode. We want to give a special thank you to our editor, Zach B. Without him producing our show, we you would be listening to over an hour of silence. So thanks, Zach B. We also want to thank In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song, Chilling at Nemo's Place, off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with a Ghost at inlovewithaghost.bandcamp.com. Please find us, rate, rate us, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the, the ratings specifically really help other people find us, but it just helps us a lot. So please do that. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. We want to say a special thank you to our patrons for allowing us to keep this show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us maintain and better it every week while getting really cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly campfire pod, and other things. Every dollar makes a huge, huge difference. This week, we want to give a very special thank you to patron of our hearts, Jesse Jones, the valued treasure of the Blacksmiths Guild in Segaranza. Thank you, Jesse, for your support and patronage. Thank you all again for joining us today for Heart Points. We hope as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. Bye.